guys, it's me. I'm back. What's up, party people? This is this this show is taking a turn for the. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Monster Bass Live. I'm so psyched to be here with you guys this week. We got a great show for you. For the most part, it's because Rafi's gone. You know, his wife is out living her best life, and she's down in Costa Rica. And uh, Rafi's playing uh, Greg Brady. I probably just dated myself, but for those of you that are younger, there used to be a TV show called The Brady Bunch, and. Anyway, so Rafi's out shuffling the kids, uh, shuttling the kids all around town, doing those things, so he can't be with us, but uh, the great news is we still have Chris with us, and uh, that means we're bound to have a great show. Um, missed you guys last week, and uh, looking forward to spending the next hour, hour and a half with you. As you know, we exist for one reason, and it's not just to drink Liquid Death, but they are my sponsor, and I want to say thank you to Liquid Death for keeping me hydrated. Today, I'm trying the severed lime. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. It murdered my thirst. Um, but as you know, we exist to help you catch your PB. And uh, we like to think that we give you everything that you need from the, uh, the right baits, the right motivation, the right education. So next time you get out there on the water, you, uh, you got a good shot at crushing your PB. So. I'd like to congratulate a few people, and if you want to submit your PBs to the trophy room, you can help monsterbass.com slash PB. Upload your pick for a chance to be featured. If we feature you, we'll, uh, we'll send you a little something in the mail. So I'd like to give a big shout-out to uh, these people. <clears throat> I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Cody. I'm going to chop his name up. I, pro- I apologize, Cody. Cody Benick, uh, 3 pounds, 8 ounces from Minnesota. He caught it on an Arc Squareville. Uh, William Cantor. Two pounds, nine ounces. Slow roll on the square bill. Uh, David Jordan, four pounds, one ounce on a KVD sexy dog. William Grassi, seven pounds in New Hampshire. That's pretty good for New Hampshire on a speedworm. And he's been a member since 2019, since the very beginning. Good on you. And then uh, Paul Frenzel, seven pounds, three ounces. He caught this on a uh, 16-ounce jig head with a uh, Mega Bass Spark Shad. There you go. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, submit your catches to uh, monsterbass.com slash PB. We'd love to see you. We'd love to feature you in the trophy room and, um, yeah, get you on the show. So let's not wait any longer. Let's uh, let's bring Chris in. Chris, how you doing, let's man? Let's do this. Hey. I'm good. How are you? Hey, that's that's was that a seven three smallie? And then that guy that said he was, it, it looked Florida ish. I think the state. I think of Wisconsin. But anyway, those were yeah. some good. Those were some good uh, PBs. I like to see the fish still coming in. Life's good. We missed a week. I know we're back. And yeah. I'm telling you, Calif- California life. We've seen some weather go through, and that's we need we need the water for the lakes, the <clears throat> rivers. So life life's good. Yeah, for sure. I was just talking to Kevin, uh, the buyer up at Tackle Warehouse, and he's in San Luis Obispo, and he was like. He looked like he had just come out of a Syracuse snowstorm. He was bundled up. He said that it looked like there was snow on the way, and it's been raining for days. And uh, yeah, it's definitely not your typical California weather right now. Now, what do you? I mean, down where you are, I know you cry when it's under like seventy, but uh, no, up here it's been Northern California. It's been pretty bad. What do you got down there for weather today? Uh, 
I don't know. About 60, 64. <clears throat> Brutal. You got, you got to probably have true shoes on, socks. Got to be cold weather gear. So, no, I yeah. I prefer the warm, but we need the we need the change of temperatures. Good for the fish. And I think this year we're all crossing our fingers for the Delta, especially. We had the weirdest year ever on the Delta last year. So much water flushing through. So we're hoping for a, a good fish year this year. So what did that do to the fishery? It everything was way later. So much water was flushing, so much snow, the runoff, the water stayed cold. The fish, I mean, I caught a, a post-spawn fish that had just spawned bloody tail, got a really big one on the Windy Wednesday tournament. Um, it was June. And so oh. fish spawning, yeah, spawn in spawning all the way in, into June. <laughs> and so the water was just too cold. They won't spawn. So that was just the big flush. I mean, obviously worried about the levee systems breaking down because the flood stage was so high. But yeah, these these poor fish, they saw it all last year. They didn't know what was going on. And so we're hoping for a little bit more consistent weather. But yeah, yeah it's, all, sure. it's all good. We take it. it you know, the fish, fish have been around for millions of years. We're going to figure it out. We're going to, we'll go out and whatever it takes, we'll catch them. Yeah, so, they're going to be good. okay. Yeah. Right on. So we got so, uh, the show to okay. ourselves today. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, you and I were talking about some fun stuff. I think we just jump into it. So I guess there's some nudes that's breaking the wire that's kind of changing some of the yeah. other box brands. <clears throat> I don't know if you want to lead off with that maybe and chat yeah, about sure. it. Yeah, sure. I totally forgot all, all the things I wanted to talk about. I mean, it's been a crazy yeah. day altogether. I don't know. I don't know how much people follow sports. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan. He's going to coach the Chargers. But the crazy thing was yesterday the Milwaukee Bucks fired their coach, and they're in first place. They're in first place, and they fired the coach. That, to me, that's crazy. That's, and then uh, that's, that's 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 uh, yeah, your captain. You just won your battle, and then you throw him overboard. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's messed up. But, and then hey. yesterday, I woke up. I wake up, and my phone is going crazy. I'm getting all these text messages, and I'm like, "What is this?" And uh, so it turns out that Catchco Mystery Tackle Box is bankrupt. <laughs> and they had an ass a bank forest asset sale last week and they sold the company or the assets of the company uh, and that's that's significant the assets versus the company they sold the assets of the company to a um, a private equity firm but what that right. means is because they're not selling the company that means all the debt so all the bait makers that they've been buying baits for them and all the baits that they're they're going to dump into the next two years worth of boxes. Whoever, whoever bought it doesn't have to pay for any of those baits and all those bait makers. And I talked to a bunch of them yesterday, all or they're not going to get one penny. Right. Not no, one that's, penny. That's, that's a lot of trickle down <clears throat> issues right there. And people, yeah. I mean, you know, them, I know them. some, some smaller bait companies, uh, bigger ones can maybe absorb it a little bit better and, and kind of scrub some of that, but that's going to be interesting for the industry. I know yeah. things shake down and, yeah, I mean, I think that's important for us to really, with the Monster Bass family, and I think that's this whole idea of what you have to offer versus other bait boxes, and you know, it's it's unfortunate. I, I don't think that's good totally. for anyone. No, and it, it's a it's a rough deal. Um, you know, you and I had talked, and I talked since we don't have Rafi. I'd like to just I'd maybe take that as a segue. I don't. You got something else? How so? I want to take over the show today and I'm just want to, I, I want to propose this and I'm going to put you back on your therapy couch. I know this is your show. Okay. But I want to run the show today. And here's why I see things from an outside perspective. And I'll tell you, I was just at the international sportsman's expo. We had a little sock booth set up and we see things in our own business from a certain perspective. You're inside the monster bass bubble every single 
wake up, you go to bed. The last thing you think of, I'm, I'm, a lot of times I'm sure is business. Your texts are going off. It's all about what's going on inside your business. I want to interview you right now live. I've got some, I've got stage questions and Rafi already gave me the thumbs up since he's not here. It's, it's all on you. But honestly, I want to get to know you better because you and I have, I've been around since the beginning. You knew my wife and I, <clears throat> all these other plans, but I want to, I want to get to know little Rick. I want to know why we're here. And I have an idea of where we're going, but I think all the people that follow along will gain some insight of how Monster Bass came to be, hopefully the strength of the company. What do you, what do you say? Can I, can I just kick off? I'm feeling like I'm going to do it either way. Yeah, <laughs> It doesn't sound like you're giving me an option. It sounds like you're kind of... I talk sure. a lot. So you, you're used to that. So here's the deal. I'm just going to take over the show. Show is mine as of right now. We'll give it back to Rick later. But this show is all about getting in the mind of Rick. And I think that's important. And the reason I like to be involved with a brand is obviously businesses are here to make money. And that's the key is you obviously talking about what's just happened to another business and it's in the same industry. It's pretty rough. And the trickle down effects to have that happen to families, the livelihood you bait makers and and the work it takes you got this basically i accustom it to giving birth to a bait and it's your baby and you've fostered it and you they put so much work into it now to think that a lot of them aren't getting paid that's terrible and i know you rick that's not what we want to see that's not what we want to oh. see in the industry that that doesn't help anybody but to back up i need to get to know rick a little better and this is the fun part for me Tell me, tell me where you grew up. Like, give me that snapshot view because I think that's an important thing. So this is your therapy. You're just gonna drink your liquid death, smash. You know, like I got, I got young Rick. So go wow. back in your mind, and I yeah. want to lead this. Like, as you know, I'm a certified therapist tonight. It's okay. Give me like the when you're 12. What is the what is young Rick at 12? What's going on and where are you living? Give me some back backstory. Yeah. So I. Uh... I grew up in, in uh, Syracuse, New York. Um, mom and dad and a brother, typical, you know, middle American family. Um, both my parents were teachers. My mom was art. My dad was music. He was in charge of the marching band. And uh, I played a lot of sports. I loved to go what camping. Was your, what, <clears throat> what, was your favorite, what was your favorite sport? What did you play? Hockey. Were you, now, were you good at that? Were you competitive? I was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you, okay, so camping, let's get into camping a little bit. I, the segue is because I have so many, I just love this journey of going down and learning about someone. Where did you camp with the family? Was that like a highlight? Yeah. So, so because my parents were both teachers, we had the entire summer off. So literally like a week after school would get out, we would pack up and we would leave for the entire summer and they would oh, let us awesome. pick. So every other year, my brother and I would pick. And if I said, all right, we're going to go to Florida, they'd say, great, we're going to drive to Florida. And then from there, it was whatever we felt like doing. If we wanted to stay in Florida for two weeks, we'd stay there for two weeks. If we wanted to go somewhere else, we'd go somewhere else. That's awesome. Now, were you guys like, <clears throat> were you trailer camping? Were you tent camping? Tell me about the, the journey. Because I, I mean, I'm a huge fan. Camping is, yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. So <clears throat> this was in the 70s. And uh, <laughs> my dad had bought a, uh, a mail truck at auction. And so you bought the truck, you get your ticket, you go show up, and they painted them in whatever government surplus colors there were. <clears throat> and uh, we show up to get it, and it's painted pink. And my mother's like, well, we can't drive around in this pink thing. 
So she made my dad drive it into the backyard and put it behind the house so no one could see it. And uh, my mom, being the artist, decided to paint all these pink panther scenes on it. And uh, <laughs> this is in the 70s. When, so, we're there, so there we are driving around. My brother, he's little and he's sleeping. You know, there were no seatbelts back then. I mean, there, no, there were, is, but yeah. my, brother no, we sit, my brother would sleep in the mail sorter. Like, up front by the driver, they'd put, like, a pillow and blankets. He'd sit there. We had the couch in the back, the cat, and uh, we're pulling a trailer. And my dad's on the, you know, on the CB radio, and he's, you know, the pink. Everybody's calling him the Pink Panther and stuff. And it, was a, it, was, it was cool at the time. Let's go. That's, that's all. Let me tell you. I yeah. wish I would have known this because I would have had the picture. My dad bought a church bus, like a bus to take kids to church. And we converted it to a motorhome. And my, like, this was back Partridge family time. So yeah. we did like the rain, rainbow stripes on the side. Our names were underneath each window. And we drove from Texas, California. So we had a similar, I mean, I, I always said my parents were hippies before hippies and van life okay. before van life was cool. Sure. It's, it's funny that you and I shared that. So yeah, obviously that camping set, the, that. I mean, that, yeah. that's just such a cool experience to have that. And you're out. It's so fun when you leave behind your house, that's yeah. perfectly good. And you go and you deal with stuff and you learn things. And you, did you guys, were you fishing during those all, all trips? The, oh, as a little kid. Yeah. We go to South Carolina all the time. And I remember like you'd catch eels, you'd catch, you'd catch whatever you didn't care because you were doing one of two things. You were either going to the game room or you're going fishing. And that's, awesome. that's all we did as little kids. Is the best. That's cool. No, that's awesome. That's good. I mean, we had similar childhood. So now let's move, let's move from little Rick into a little bit bigger Rick. I mean, right. going into high school, getting, starting to think about what did you want to, what did you want to do when you grew up? What was that thought process uh, like? I wanted to be an architect. And, wow. uh, I remember, you know, I remember the first week of school, like literally go home and print the, the first 10 pages of the book. That was all it was because they, they wanted you to write every letter be exactly the same because that's what architects do. And yeah. I did that for a, <clears throat> I did that for a, a semester and then I realized that I didn't want to do it. And, uh, <laughs> did you, did you know, did you know a famous architect or is it just something that just kind of came across? True story. Um, <laughs> let me think how I want to tell this story. Um, I, we took a field trip <clears throat> with our professor and, uh, he took the entire class to see Frank Lloyd Wright's, uh, Falling Waters. And, awesome. uh, it was, uh, my first experience, um, with an edible <laughs> and I didn't know it was an edible. They were all passing it around and, and, and the professor too. Oh, nice. And I didn't know until afterwards. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I just ate a brownie and I didn't taste it. And then, of course, we go to Falling Waters and I'm like out there in nature and I'm like, I'm like looking up at the trees and I'm having the greatest time of my life. And, and I enjoyed that and it was really nice, <clears throat> but it wasn't my thing. Uh, your spirit, your, your neither, neither the, neither the brownies or the architecture. Um, <laughs> and I, good. and I made it and I made a change and, uh, I ended up my my undergraduate degree is in elementary education, and, okay. uh, and yeah, I taught first so grade for a while. Come on, so yeah. we got we got we got Uncle Rick, the school yeah. teacher, teacher first grade. Where oh, now? Yeah. Where was that at? That's pretty awesome. Where where, that where was, was the school? That was in Boston, 
and I was the best at kickball. No one could stop me. Nobody. So cool. And First grade teacher. <clears throat> true story. I walked in on day one into the teacher's room, and all I heard the teachers doing was, like, they were just bitching and moaning about, like, all this stuff. And I was like, I can't come in here. This is horrible. And so I, I, went back to my, I went back to my desk, and I ate lunch there for the first day. Then I thought to myself, ah, okay. And so I said to the kids, I'm like, whoever shows me the most improvement gets to, or the most effort gets to sit next to me at lunch. And your mom gets to pack us a special lunch. And then I realized I got the room on the other side. I'm like, all right, whoever does that too gets to sit on the other side, and your mom gets to pack the special dessert. And I worked at a, I worked at a school in Boston where the moms would walk the kids to school. It was a more affluent community, and the moms would get all dressed up to bring in the special lunch and tell me that, you know, little Billy's been working so hard because he wants to sit next to you at lunch. And they for an entire year, like, I didn't have to I – I never had to bring food because I was well-fed. Your Uber well Eats, you think, yeah, you thought of Uber <clears throat> Eats before Uber Eats was a deal yeah. scheduling people bringing food. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Great. Yeah, I, I, was, so, I always thought the idea cool. of being a teacher was important. Like, you know, the idea to, of shaping and molding the entire next generation, they're so yeah. underpaid for what we ask them to do. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, 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 it's a selfless, it's a beautiful thing. It is selfless. Yeah. No, that whole service. And I, I mean, I know that. <clears throat> That translates into a few things I know we're going to talk about in the future, but I have a sister that's a teacher. Her husband's a superintendent. When we thank people for their service and our nation and first responders, the teachers are right there with them. I mean, it's just one of those deals like raising a child and doing all you can and then having that trust to pass your children. I mean, I got six kids. You know what it's like yeah. raising kids and then to send them to school. Those teachers are so important and those yeah. teachers are so so influential in molding your kids good or bad. I mean, that's that thing is like having a good teacher, crazy. And I think that's an interesting piece. We won't segue all the way into Monster Bass, but it resonates with me that you're more interested in just putting in baits in a box. You want to teach people to enjoy the outdoors, enjoy yeah. fishing. And I don't want to give away the whole tie-in yet, but that's, I think we should segue. What is, what was next on teaching? How did you transition into the fishing industry? What was that like? Um, well, I was working in an agency. <clears throat> I was working in an agency, and these guys came in and had this idea for a fishing report website. And I was really new at this agency, and I, I remember thinking to myself, fishing reports, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard of. But I don't know. So I, I excused myself. I went into the bathroom, and I you know, started Googling fishing reports. And I'm like, there's free fishing reports everywhere. Who's going right. to pay for these things? Like, so I went back and I was like, listen, and they had, they wanted, they had $250,000 to spend and I'm brand new VP of business development. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting in there with the CEO and I'm like, listen, love your idea, but I'm also a big believer of karma. And I just, I, something about it just doesn't fit with, with, you know, what we're trying to accomplish. I'll give you the name of two other firms. Yeah. I, and I sent him packing and, and the CEO looks at me and he's like, I sure hope you know what you're doing because that was $250,000 of your quota. And I'm like, well, well, <laughs> and, uh, and I started thinking about it. You know, if you gave my, my brother one day left on this planet, he'd go fishing. And it just bothered me that I just dismissed them so quickly. And, uh, and so then I went to the Bassmaster Classic down in New Orleans. And I remember sitting in the, in the, uh, the weigh-in. And this is what it sounded like to me. You know, it was, and it was, uh, there was, the, it was a delayed start because of fog. And 
some guy yeah. gets up, and this is one that's owned by ESPN, and you know, it was like the WWE, the fireworks are going off, the tr- they're driving around in their Toyota Tundras, and right. fans are holding signs, and I'm thinking to myself, this is, what the, is, crazy, this? This is the craziest <laughs> stuff I've ever seen. Like, why right. are there fans holding up signs for whoever it was, you know? And uh, so the guy gets up on stage, and he's like, yeah, it was a really crazy day. Thank God I had that Triton radar system. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then the next guy gets up, and he's like, yeah. He goes, if it wasn't for my Triton radar system, I wouldn't have been able to find my way. And I'm watching, and I look around the audience, and I see every Bubba in the audience going, baby, I need to get me one of them Triton radar systems for Father's Day. You got to hook me up. And I was like, oh. And that's when the, I saw the magic of the product placement. And I'm like, I went back to those guys, and I was like, listen, I still think your ideas are, you know, really dumb. But – I didn't use the word dumb, obviously, right, but course, I was yeah. like, but I've got an idea for something else. And if, you know, you let me help you build it, I'll, uh, you know, and give me a piece of it. I'll, I'll help you build it. And that's when sure. we, you know, we came up with the idea. Well, it didn't happen right away. They shelved sure. it for a little bit. They shelved oh, it wow. for a little bit and then tackle grab and mystery tackle box came out. Right. It came back to me and six months later and they're like, Let's do it. We like your idea. I was like, okay, well, somebody else beat yeah. us to it. And, right. uh, and that's, so that's how I got into the fishing space. That's awesome. So with working with another box, different things, yeah. how that transition and that, without going too much into that, how long did that last and how long were you involved mm-hmm. with that brand? I was involved in that brand for almost five years. It was my child. Okay. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I, so, I really enjoyed it. So I think the important thing for the listeners, myself, when you're done working somewhere and then you have this idea with life and I, I don't know, where are you at with in your life with marriage and kids and all that to get personal, if that's okay. Like we're yeah, with yeah, you guys closing down. Yeah. Closing down five years of business. It's yeah. it's successful. Things are good. Yeah. Married kids. What, tell us a little bit about that. Give me some backstory. Uh, so I am divorced. I have a very <laughs> modern family. Um, so let me see. My son is 18. Uh, I can't actually tell you when we got divorced because we didn't do it for a long time. We did. We're, we're very, uh, we've never shared a holiday or, I mean, we've never split a holiday. We share every holiday together. She's at my house a couple times a week. I'm the godfather for her daughter. I married her and her husband. Uh, he's one of my best friends. He's a great stepdad to my kid. So, um, yeah. Which most people, I'm just going to tell you, that doesn't sit with what's normal with Correct. most people. Correct. And I want, I want to, I want to sit in this for a minute in this space of, yeah. for some weird reason, you find the good in people or the good in the situation. And I'm not here to toot your horn too much, but just as a guy that sits off to the side, what a cool thing to have something that obviously, I mean, a divorce and it, it separates mm-hmm. the family I think is this this wedge between two people and now the kids are picking and choosing my i grew up in a family my parents divorced mm. and it was like dad dad and the second wife and the third wife and all these different things that that drive a wedge you've found a very unique way to make that work and so i'm just going to tell you as a, as a grown man that's an inspiration beyond the fishing yeah. of finding a way to, to look beyond the selfish side of like, oh, this didn't work for me. I'm a, I'm miserable. I'm going to make misery my, my company and, yeah. and I want others to come and join me to find a way to make that work and to find the beauty in other people's happiness. I mean, that's 
beyond the fishing, that's pretty rad. So that's, yeah. that's very uncomfortable. I'm sure for people listening to this, it's like he's best friend. He's friends with his wife's new husband. Yeah. And it, it takes a moment to wrap your head around that, but I mean, why not as human beings to see success and see somebody be happy? That's, yeah. that's, look, that's, look, that's at the crazy. End of the day, I want, I want her to be as happy as can be and have the best life ever. Like, why that's, wouldn't I? No, that, and I, yeah. I feel that when we're talking about people and fishing and all the different avenues of um, talking about business, especially to see success of other people. I've shared a couple of times. My favorite quote is like a rising tide raises all ships. Yeah, there's enough. There's enough for everybody in the fishing totally. industry to make sense of it. Totally. So there's there's a lot of people when they're screaming at the Bassmaster Classic and they got their sonar sponsors and they got their hat sponsors and their truck mm -hmm. sponsors. So many different ways to make money and all this. It's kind of crazy. Um, specifically monster bass, the mm -hmm. idea to bring a new box, the industry's probably getting a little bit full of boxes, subscriptions are everywhere. What was the brainchild? Why? I mean, I want to know why and how did you bring this back? If I'm being completely authentic, huh. um, <clears throat> I had an idea that I was planning to implement at Lucky Tackle Box, and I didn't. <clears throat> and, um, you know, one day I went on vacation, I came back, and uh, I didn't have a job. And right. uh, the, the, the guy that hired me ultimately decided he wanted to take the, the company in a different direction. And we all know the direction. We don't need to spend too much time. You know, he's making fake brands and pumping them in the box and just trying to drive, you know, eat all the profits. And so when I did it, um, part of me was to uh, to get back at them, yeah, at him. And the other part was to see my vision come to fruition. And right. and you know, for me, it was. Let's celebrate our love for the outdoors with a goal of helping people catch their PB. And right. let's offer up a box that is more than just some random stuff that somebody put together that no rhyme or reason. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, you know, me from connecting through social media, Yeah, understanding this from a distance has been really fun to watch and to see brands that have boxes that are kind of the surplus and it's just the baits and like you're saying they're still given a good value it's sure. it's a great way to get baits at a discount that like we'll never send the same box out twice and you're like oh, i don't even know what that means do they switch one bait do they switch all the baits not sure what you're getting but that whole idea of choose your own adventure and you and i can talk about that a little yeah. later to pick and choose and <clears throat> add to your box is one idea but when somebody else when we were kids, the mystery of getting a box and not knowing what it is and opening it up, that's that's still kind of fun. As yeah, an no. adult, to, to have this excitement of, yeah, I'm getting a good value. I get a box sent to my house. That's one piece that is enjoyable as a consumer. And we trust the company until you open it up. I'm like, ah, same kind of garbage. I don't really want it. You went, and it's fun to know, you went back to the teacher side probably. Yeah. The teacher, the influence of mom and dad being a teacher, you being a teacher, it's like, I can give a box, but I can also educate the consumer. That's been my favorite journey. And that's peace for me to get involved with Monster Bass. I, we have a similar connection, not just in our weird families being hippies and traveling in buses and mail trucks. Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about Boy Scouts. Cause I want to segue into the Boy Scouts. Cause 
I I have I have six kids. Five of them are boys. Yeah. The four oldest are all Eagle Scouts. My son that's 16 is on his way to be an Eagle Scout, even though he's like a sponsored disc golfer. He does all these different activities. He's striving to complete his journey through Scouts. And being a 20-year Scoutmaster or whatever it was, I'm going to tell you, I did it when I was with my children. Yeah. And there's something to be said about dads that do that. There's a whole nether layer of a person that's an adult that gives their time to serve in the Boy Scouts that doesn't have a kid in the program. And I, I if I could thank the guys that were there for my kids when I wasn't there, like I, I can't yeah. thank them enough to expose them to life's experiences, to take them in the outdoors, to have them not die, but <laughs> but to learn things and to learn about themselves and how to accomplish hard tasks or just do something that's uncomfortable or that's new. That's what a journey. So tell me about your scouts. How did you get involved with Boy Scouts? Uh, my kid, uh, joined Cub Scouts and I remember going to this presentation. Like when I was a kid, I quit Cub Scouts. I did it. I remember going to my friend's mom, you know, my friend's house after school and you know, you had your den mom and your the den mom would make snacks and then she'd hold the meeting. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so boring. And, uh, and, uh, so my son joined Cub Scouts and I remember there was a presentation. I walked up to this guy afterward, or the next day I saw him at school. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I saw your presentation, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was in scout. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got to go. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm like, all right, Jack. And uh, so I go on the first camping trip and uh, I wake up early. I know my way around the kitchen. So I fired up the barbecue and got the coffee ready and, Got everything ready, and then this guy walks out. And I'm like, "Hey, you want some coffee?" And he looks at me like, "What, what, what God's are you doing? <laughs> name are you doing in my kitchen?" And then he thought better because he's like, "Well, he made me coffee," and uh, we ended up becoming best friends. And so he was in charge of the of the pack. And when he went into uh, going to into scouts, he's like, "You should come with me." And I'm like, "Yeah, we get to go camping and we get to go do yeah. cool stuff." And I said, "But I should be in charge." And he goes, well, why? I'm like, because I'm an Eagle Scout. And he goes, oh, he, he, he couldn't say anything about it. And so, so I, I, I took over and, I, and, and because I did it for a reason. Yeah, I want to know. Um, because, listen, if you think about I, I don't know how it is where everyone else lives that's watching, but like scouting doesn't exactly like resonate with the cheerleader you know, that I want to date when I'm in high school. Right. Uh, yeah. It's I don't know. If, I don't know if any numbers. Of, yeah. Have any yeah. numbers been exchanged because of somebody's wearing a scout uniform? I yeah. know uniforms are sexy, but yeah, that's not yeah. what's happening during that time of life for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of social suicide. And, and, yeah. and so if I was going to do this, I wanted to have direct influence on what was going to happen when the kids got older and uh, scouting has some rules that I thought were meant to be broken and, um, and I felt like we could build a really cool program designed around really fun activities and events and outings and teach them skills along the way that would set them up for life while still having a great time in the outdoors. I'll give you an example. Oh, and by the way, uh, it's not called the Boy Scouts anymore. Now it's called oh, Scouts. It was, I was at the show, Inter International Sportsman's Expo. We yeah. had the scouts were there and boys yeah. and girls. And a, I talked yeah. to a girl because she was in brownies and it didn't do enough. And I know the experiences that the kids 
the youth experience. I took 15 kids to the top of Half Dome. Nice. We spent we spent a week on a houseboat in Shasta fishing. I got mm. them all to swim an Ironman distance swim. By the end of the week, everybody swam 2.4 miles, expanding what they thought was humanly possible for themselves. We did those things. So I, I want to hear, yeah. tell me a story. You said you had a story you wanted to share. Yeah, yeah. So like I have, uh, last summer I took 30, 30 kids, uh, like 20 boys, 10, 18 boys, 12 girls. Got them on a plane, flew them to Portland, chartered a bus, went to the ocean, went to this summer camp called Merriweather that has like three miles of like oceanfront. You know, and, and, you know, one of the things that you're supposed to do is you're supposed to wear your uniforms on the planes. Right. And I was like, we're not wearing our uniforms on the planes. We're going to make these <laughs> class B uniforms. And, and yeah, cool I might have done whatever. something that took advantage of a Mountain Dew logo to make it cool yeah. so that these kids have, like, cool hats, cool yeah, shirts. Because, because, listen, my, all my older boys were like, I'm not going in the airport if we're wearing our uniforms. I'm not going on the trip. And I was like, I get it, yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody else is going to make them stick by the rules. And I'm like, we're going to bend the rules because at the end of the day, it's fine. Yeah. Right? Because if they're going to be in scouting when it's older, we got to find a way to make them, like, not go to scout whatever, do a presentation at, right. at their school in their uniform where they're going to get ridiculed by their friends or whatever. So right. I was just like, we're going to bend some of the rules. And uh, so we get there and, you know, we're at, we're on the beach and all the troops are having fires. And, and I had been using the hydraulic wood splitter, which, by the way, I have never used one before. It was so much fun. I'm splitting wood all day. And uh, and I, the camp ranger comes down. He's like, wow, you got, that's so good. I'm like, listen, if I cut some more would you uh, give me a, a, a pickup truck full? He's like, yeah. I said, well, would you also um, go and dunk, drop it at the beach for me? And he's like, well, yeah, what time? What are you I don't know, seven. And then he's like, okay, sure, no problem. And I heard you at breakfast. You said you were going into town, and if anyone needed anything, uh, to let you know, I said, I'd like to pick up something. He's like, what do you need? I said, can you get me 60 uh, Johnsonville cheddar brats, 60 buns, some mustard and ketchup. And he's looking at me like, what am I going to just hand him a whack full of cash? And he's like, okay. So there's all the troops. They're sitting down on the beach with their little fires. And, the, you know, they got like two bundles like that you got from like the grocery store. Right. And, like $12. Uh, all, yeah. $12 yeah, yeah. bundle. All of a sudden, wrap. yeah. All of a sudden the camp ranger comes down with his, with his truck full and, uh, and dumps the whole thing. I yell over my troop comes over and we start loading wood and we're bringing it down to the beach. And meanwhile, the entire place is looking at us like, what in God's name is going on? And uh, so we get it all down there and, and Josh, who is, who is my assistant and who is the one who is by the book, looks at me and he goes, well, if you're going to have a fire tonight, you're going to need to burn it all. You might as well get started. And I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks, Josh. And I, I kid you not, I lit a small fire and then I proceeded to like, Every piece of wood I put into the fire on the beach, I burned nice. the entire thing, and it was just so great. And and then what we did differently was like you know I I because I always give these little speeches to the kids, and I right. asked them about the, to celebrate their wins, and and you know one of the kids like he couldn't swim, and so I told him I couldn't swim either, and so I took swimming classes with him the entire week. Right. Like every day I'd awesome. run down and swim in the beginner section and learn how to do it with them. And, you know, that was his big win to overcome the fear of this and that. And, 
And then, you know, it got to the point where the kids are all like, you know, this is more than just scouting. This is like my family. And I'm closer to some of these kids. You know, they're like, I'm closer to some of the, some of these kids than, than they are their own and brothers siblings. and sisters. Right. Because, like, this bond and this experience of learning and overcoming fears and challenges and growing together. And I, I loved that as a kid. I had that experience. I still talked to, like, these four guys that I was – we went to summer camp Every year we did so much together and now these kids get to experience it. And my son is now he's in college and he's on a group thread. They, he calls it the Pentagon because there's, you know, there's five of them and, uh, and they're all at colleges around the country and they still talk to each other and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'll tell you that I knew, I knew you had some experience with scouts and I having the similar experience as myself and understanding what monster bass offers and having a community knowing that you would sit in your office and have the mailman come up and your dog would run over and bark at the mailman. And, and you allowed that vulnerability of people to be inside the business. And sure. you've, cr- you've created kind of this whole same setting is, is you want to bring people in kind of as you do in scouting, invite them into fishing. You have this, this whole chat that's going on on the side of the monster bass live. You've got this entire community. You have all these experts that teach people. It's not like you're dumping a box on folks yeah. just as a discount, a surplus. You've actually created a family within the business. And I think that's one thing when we look at other businesses that come and go and people that are dealing with financial struggles, you've empowered an entire community. And that's the cool thing about scouting is it's not just, hey, I have this superficial interaction. I think our monster bass family they're they're excited it's so fun when people get their pb even on this monster bass live people in the chat are excited for other people and the success of other people and again back to that quote of like raising up all ships we're all in here for the same thing and and it's so funny to go back to fishing it's like that's crazy that you think of like your life story your journey your parents teaching understanding marketing you were made for this it's kind of an interesting concept tell me Again, I don't want to give you like too many accolades today, but that's pretty awesome when I'm sitting back thinking of like the journey of of, of little Rick into high school Rick and architect yeah. Rick. And and then now it's like Monster Bass is, is who you are and it's your identity. Where What's your day to day? What does that mean? When you wake up in the morning and whether you're mm. doing, I want to know, like I went cold mm. plunge today. Alex Rudd shares this. I've been a cold plunge fan forever. The lake's 47. I got, I go and we did it the other day at my in-laws house in the pool, got all the kids out yeah. there. And it's so fun to challenge yourself to do things. And I love that learning journey specifically with fishing and yeah. learning how to do different techniques, but it's like cold plunge and yoga. I'm so unflexible. I want to really get into yoga. Me Tell me that. what is your day? What does your day look like? And it's not just yoga pants. I mean, that's the yeah. whole, like, that's fine. But what does your day look like when you wake up? Give us inside big rick like what do you got when you wake up and and when does monster bass kick on and then I'll, i want to hear a little bit all right so i i have a new routine that's about six months old <clears throat> and uh it starts at 5 a.m um on purpose is that yeah. on purpose or do you you just can't get a like no, you can't so get a good I night's u- sleep? i used yeah. to i used to never set an alarm like I would have to drive my son to school every day. I never set an alarm and I always woke up early. And then I went through a period where I gave myself permission to sleep. 
Hello. Because I don't think that I was. I felt I, I was going through a bunch of uh, of things, and and so yeah. I gave myself permission to sleep, and then I had to start setting an alarm because I was like, wait a minute, seven <laughs> thirty. I can't. Right, do right, this. Yeah, this, Rick. This Rick not... said I could sleep yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but so I I get up at five and um, I lay in bed. I take uh, ten deep breaths, and I go through a, a little bit of a gratitude practice. Uh, you know, I just kind of go through the things that I'm grateful for. And, you know, the fact that I woke up today is, is, is always the start, first. Right it's always the first yeah. one. Like, <laughs> all right, I'm winning. I woke yeah. up. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I could take you through the whole thing. I mean, I go to the oh, bathroom. I'm a pretty That's regular right. guy. So I go straight <laughs> to the bathroom, oh. take care of business, Good. shower, right. and, uh, and, and start my day. Um, I usually try to spend, um, about 30 minutes for myself doing whatever I want. Uh, and then at six o'clock I do breath work. Um, takes about 20 minutes. And then, uh, I usually have a cup of coffee. I kind of go through my list of things that I need to do to get, to get started. Again, I don't really structure anything at that time. Uh, I meditate at eight o'clock from eight to eight twenty, and then wow. the structure of my day starts. Your your hippie mail truck life never ended. Like I don't know if you realize that. Like your yeah. parents set you up the non structure, going to Florida, hang out. <clears throat> like you have this whole ability to just take the day on and naturally flow through it. The reason I wanted to set this up is how do you, as a business owner, keep monster bass out of your brain? How do you, because I know you, being a, a business owner, you're always thinking of the marketing opportunities and the, the connections to people and baits and, oh my gosh, I just got this text from this person. How do you turn off Monster Bass? Is that even possible? As your phone's texting away and you're getting stuff during the live. No, no. I was going to show you my schedule. <laughs> so right. in some of these cases, I'm double booked, but like right. my day is pretty structured and- yeah. You know, last night, Tuesday, no, Monday, Monday, I sat there on the couch and I worked until all day until eight o'clock. And it reminded me of the old days um, where I would hide and work and not give myself permission uh, to take time off because I always, I was like, you know, um, I've got work to do. The reality is I'm always going to have work to do. Yeah. It's never going to end. Yeah, the yeah. more you, the more you work. Yeah. The more you're going right. to, you're going to creating more work every time you come up with an idea. Yeah. yeah. And so I think what I've done now is I've really gotten to the point where I have a healthy work life balance. If I'm cool. being honest with you, I do miss some of those days. Like I wanted to go on Instagram and do a, a late night live because I used to do right. those all the time and I loved them. I loved them. And, yeah. uh, but I do need to like have a healthy balance and I, that's what I'm striving right. for. So that's awesome. No, it's good. I think it's important. I think it's neat that you've allowed all of us to have a journey with you to find that focus point of you were all in to create this and you were on Instagram all the time to, to basically put the feelers out to find your family, to find your supporters. And then monster bass is, I'm telling you, I, I have a, a glimpse of what it takes to source the baits, to put them in the box. And a thing we haven't even talked about is like the teacher background to add in the book, the Bible. We got this bait Bible you do every month Ooh, to not just, Hey, that. 
I have the bait Bible, right? It's like, like the, the spoken, it's the spoken word. It's all right. So we have this whole idea of you're not just, again, surplus boxing baits and putting them in people's hands. You're in the journey with them. You're here to educate them. And the education background, the scout experience, you're going to give people things they're not normally used to getting, kind of like yeah. going out on the scouts and building a fire and cooking your hot dog over the open fire. I, I promise you a hot dog cannot taste better. And I know nobody should probably ever eat a hot dog, but there's, there may be nothing better than a fire cooked hot dog. When you're out camping, you've given people those experiences at scouts, but you give people those experiences like the first time. And I, people catch fish on techniques that they, they can't believe that just happened to Jeremy fishing the Lone mm. Star. He goes out and he's using a Ned rig. We're going to call him out. Cause you know, Ned rigs aren't cool for some people. And he said he would never fish a Ned rig, but he catches his, biggest fish at a lake on a mm -hmm. net rig on a technique that he swore he'd never do again. I, I wanted to ask him sometime, why'd you fish that again if you were going to do it? But kind of back to being exposed to new things. And that's the box. You, I don't know if you realize you're living this life over and over of bringing people new experiences and bringing them new baits. But back to the question part, what is that like of how far in advance have you planned the next boxes? What's that struggle of interacting with the brands to make sure you get enough of the baits? What? I know you can't even get into it because that's probably there, there's no, so I, much I, to talk I, about. I, but, I can. Yeah, but I'm just just curious. Like, give me some insight. I want to know because just grabbing baits at a discount is one idea. Awesome, I get a good value. But you seem to be way more invested, and I love talking with you. It's like, oh, we got the upcoming boxes this winter box. We're doing blade baits. We got these different colors. Give us some insight what goes on in the mind of Rick of getting the box just right. Yeah, it's really hard. I never feel like I get it right. Unless, like, I feel like the Z-Man box, I feel like we hit a home run. Like, everything pairs perfectly. It's perfect for this time of year. Like, we hit it out of the park. Yeah, I asked for, I wanted a Hellraiser and I wanted a, a Jackhammer in the same box. I got both. Uh, I think the colors, the pairing, everything is perfect. <clears throat> that was good. Um, and that was planned like a year in advance. Yeah. So I, I wanted to say, so that, so with a year in advance, they know they're taking it over this relationship. You're going back and forth and you're getting there. I think it's that interesting piece is like you as this architect and artist as artists, cause I like to draw and paint and do different things. You're probably not as satisfied when it's your own baits and your yeah. own, is that true? Has that happened? Like, it's like, oh, I could have done that better because sure. that was in my control. Sure. And is that experience? That seems yeah. like it. Um, I'll give you a good example. I, 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 I hate, I shouldn't use the word hate. I, I, <laughs> I'm never satisfied with the bluegill pattern that yeah. I've designed. Never satisfied. In fact, I have a brand new bait coming out and it's got a bluegill pattern on it. And I'm like, ugh, I can't stand it. <laughs> I, I, I did, but I just, I just, I just did one and I had them paint a sample and I love it. So I finally got right. to it yes. so anyways, back to, back to the baits. Um, yeah, the hard part is, is you have to plan like six, you have to buy, you can plan as far in advance as you want. Like everyone's right. like, Oh, you can plan this month, this month, this month, this month. And then you got to backfill it. Well, the challenge with backfilling it is. A, you got to get the brand that wants to play ball because everyone's like, oh, Mega Bass, put them in the box. Okay, well, sure. Mega Bass maybe doesn't want to be in the box. Sure. Right? And, and, you know, someone will be like, well, I saw Mega Bass in the other box. 
okay, but you don't know that that's a discontinued bait. Yeah, or they, discontinued they didn't they didn't color. buy it from Megabest, right? That's right. well, I, can you? I mean, and I, not trade secrets to share, but I think that's an important piece is the exposure of that, that honesty. And that's not like anyone's hiding that there sure. could have been mega bass at a distribution hub sitting sure. there getting some dust on it. They need to clear the spot where the pallet's sitting, they dump it. People don't realize that. And I think that's that understanding for you're playing those marketing pieces mm -hmm. and budgets. But what I can share is that I feel like you're on not so much as collecting the goods to pass them on, but you're sure. planning for people's success. And I think that that's what I really personally enjoy yeah. being involved in. Um, to move into the next piece, cause I think this was like a, like you dropped this on me a while ago and you're like, hey, we're not just, as I, something falls over in the office. It wasn't all about just bringing everyone else's baits, which I think is also really unique cause you have a brand that you partner and you mm -hmm. you promote other competing brands now that you have your own bait brand tell me about the idea how that came about like hey i'm not just going to put baits in the box that i can get at a discount i'm going to make my own baits how like how why where did you come up with that idea that you wanted to become your own like heritage brand of baits that well because that's a that's a big undertaking okay so as a subscription box you have you know, you have a budget that you can spend to, to, to acquire the baits that go into the box, right? Because then you've got to factor in all your other costs and people don't realize that it's, you know, it's a dollar fifty to for someone to put all the, pick and pack the box. It's a uh, 50 cents for the box. It's this for the stick, right? And so you can only spend, let's just, I'm just going to use round numbers. You can only spend $10 to, to, to pick the baits in the box. And, and so sure. when I call up a brand and say, hey, I'd like to buy this bait, you know, I need it. I need it at your cost because you're not paying for marketing and I'm putting right. it in the hands of, you know, your target customer. So what's your cost? Right. And, and I always kind of assume it's about 25% of MSRP. So if I tell them right. that, you know, it's, if it's a $10 bait, I, I can pay two fifty. but I also know that it's not two fifty, right? They're going to tell me right. it's two fifty. <laughs> it's probably two bucks. So I'm paying 50 cents more. So that's why you saw my competitors come out with three and four brands because now yeah. you can, can shrink the cost of the box and make more money. I chose to do it and I said, I'm only going to do one brand because A, there's a reason why Z-Man's in the box every month or I mean, takes over the box every year. It's because they see the value. They see the value of putting the baits in people's hands. They see all the people that are going to their website, watching the videos, making purchases at Hackle Warehouse. They see a spike. So if Z-Man sees a value in, in putting their baits in the box, wouldn't I see a value in creating my own line of baits, putting it in the box and leveraging the same marketing vehicle to promote my brand of baits and get it out there? And yes, right. I can save 25 cents. But again, sure. if I'm being honest, I'm not, I'm not creating 10 brands like everybody else. I'm creating one because right. it's hard. Right? I've screwed up so many baits. And there's yeah. so many baits that I've made that have never come, that have never come to fruition. Like, so try, tell, yeah. tell me that piece, because it's really fun to talk to you about baits. And it's, that is my favorite part as a, like an ambassador of a brand or somebody sends me something, especially if they've worked on it for a while. And it's like, I feel their pain and anguish when I cast it and I'm using it. I'm like, man, this better work. Like, I hope it works. And it's, it's this excitement, this nervousness. And I enjoy that 
through you because I know you've picked the colors and it's like, oh, we could have made the bill a little bit further. And whether it's reverse engineering or brand news, you, you got to put your own spin on it no matter yeah. what. And it's got your box and it's your brand. And what does the packaging look like? And we could talk for hours about that. But it's super exciting for me to use something to actually be the person that puts it in front of the fish. How, what is that like? Like bringing a bait to the market. And that was fun kind of talking to Z-Man about this. What has been your favorite bait? I think that's a that's a big question to ask, but what's been the most rewarding or something that you brought to market that you've liked the most, that journey of it? Yeah, I think it was the Patriot. Um, you know, one of the things that we have that is synonymous, I think, in my in my opinion, is is this cracked pattern. And um and in every line of bait, you'll see at least one color where it's cracked. And uh, I remember when I came out with this, uh, it was my very first bait. And I remember selling like 50,000 of them to, my, to uh, Mystery Tackle Box. Nice. <laughs> and uh, they carried them in the box. They sold them in the store. They promoted them. They did great. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And uh <laughs> And uh, it was a proud moment for me because I brought something to life. Um, but bringing a bait to life is scary. It is yeah. so scary. Like, I mean, well, there's, been, there's been some lately, like the last couple of weeks, there's been some baits. I'm not even going to bring it up, but you can find it on the internet. There's some baits that are not swimming good and they're not catching fish yeah. and they've flopped. And that's this whole stress of like, oh my gosh, this bait is terrible. Yeah. And it's not, it's not performing and to not, like you said, and I valued what you said and we didn't, we kind of glossed over it. There's baits you've made that you've never brought to market. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And it was fun to talk to Z-Man. They're like, we wanted a specific action and you could be like, it's good enough. Throw it in the box. It's going to catch fish. But when you're, when you're nurturing that bait and you're siring, you're fathering this bait, pretty critical of your own stuff. It's, it's cool to know that that goes in your mind that it's not good enough for yeah. the public. It's not, it's not good enough for my family. I want a specific experience for the monster bass family. And it sounds like you're really critical of that. So that's, I mean, good on you for that. Yeah. And then when you see pictures, like, you know, I think, uh, we just recently posted a picture. Someone caught their, uh, like a nine pound, I think it was nine, four on the new, uh, blade bait. That was exciting. Um, you know, I get pictures all the time of people on the seekers for sure. Um, so that's really exciting. I mean, the biggest fear I had was the rods because the rods, like, Uh, I mean, I've heard so many horror (laughs) stories about the blanks. Just, you know, you're not buying, you're not making a dollar, you know, you're not making a $2 bait. You're making a, you know, you're spending 40 bucks or whatever you're spending a blank. Right. If you screw that up, that's a lot of money. And, yeah, it's um, like, oh, the epoxy, the epoxy oh. for the entire line of the eyelets was too hot and they, they're too brittle. And now the eyelets are popping. You're just like, yeah. oh, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty big undertaking. So I know we're, we got the hotline open and I don't know if people are yeah, calling. If should, somebody has this, hotline, we should mention, I'd love to. It's, yeah, I want to see if anybody else has specific questions and we'll just keep talking and they can bug you. The hotline's flashing up there. You can call and ask Rick anything from what he does first thing in the morning and what if he's, you know, no holds bar, but really talk us talk to us a little bit about what's what's on the horizon because we got rods now in monster yeah. bass we got baits <clears throat> like i know we got about a half an hour left of this show and I've, I've got a load of questions still but and it's been a blast getting to know you 
on a personal level. And I appreciate you being vulnerable enough to just answer and, and being open and honest, but I think it's important we've got this subscription box. It's like this magic experience that every month that comes to my house and everyone else's house. And we get to talk about the baits. There's this network of how to use the baits. I feel like there's this education piece. I'm embarking on my own video series of keep it simple. I really want to keep things simple. Like I have a buddy. He's like, just tell me what to use. Don't tell me anything. I was like, tell me one bait at a time, teach me how to use it be as simple as you can. So that's going to be my keep it simple series that I'm going to focus on and, and help the brand new anglers just be successful at fishing. What's going on with monster bass in, in the future? Cause I know yeah. your structured days, you've got all this, you're doing your breath work. And I know ideas are popping it out of your mind. What's the future look like for monster bass? What have we got in store? All right. So I've got this idea. <clears throat> um, you know, one of the things that 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 I've always felt was, you know, if I send out a box this month, like I, I made the drop shot. I'll use the drop shot box as an example because, like, you don't love the drop shot and your wife does, right? right. And yeah. and I remember when I came out with a drop shot box two years ago, and and we were really focusing on let's make technique driven boxes. And I had this guy call me up and he's like, Rick, he goes, I hate drop shot. He goes, I love your subscription, but I hate the drop shot. He goes, I don't want the box. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I mean, I can't make boxes that everyone likes. And it really stuck in my head, right? And I was like, huh, he doesn't like the drop shot. He wants to get better. So what if there was a way that, um, you know, I send you the email. I let you know that, you know, next month's box is, is uh, next month's box is coming out. And uh, this is kind of what it's going to be. Like, I don't know whether I tell you the types of baits or the overall yeah. theme or I keep it a surprise. I don't know. And if you don't like it, log in and you can pick from one of these other four or five boxes, right? And so if this month's theme's drop shot and you don't like it, well, Log in. Maybe there's a top water. There's a Texas rig. There's a, you know, there's a spring. You know, call it whatever we're gonna call it, so right. that you can get a sense. But then, if you want to get better at a different technique and you don't love the drop shot, great. Here's the Texas rig yeah. box, and you know it's gonna have a card that's gonna tell you all. You know, here's links to five Texas rig videos. Here's your checklist. When you're done. Post a picture of whatever you caught and use this hashtag, and now we know you're done. I, I don't know. It feels like if 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 I give you the flexibility to say, you know what, I'm going to pass on this month's box, but I want to get a box, so give me some uh, options. Yeah, keep, yeah, keeping the subscription, that whole choose your own adventure, that was yeah. kind of popular. I know reading kids' books, and, the, and even now, like on television, I think at Bear Gorillas, you can go and you're watching, and you can choose whether he – throws a rock at the gate or something else. I watch this with my kids, but it's having the option. And and it's, I mean, it's back to scouts. Like you're picking the merit badge, you're picking the things you're working on. I would say that, that I'm a better fish, like conventional fisherman by fly fishing. Mm. And I, and I fly fish better now because of conventional fishing. And it was fun at the show. We were talking to some people that tie some flies and we're doing some really cool stuff in the fly fishing area. I fish more aggressively. And he's like, you used to fish all dainty and like a sissy, right? When you would fly fish and he's kind of making fun of me. I'm like, yeah, I was like, careful. And here I'm fishing for these apex predator 
trout that are the king of the yeah. river, brown trout, you know, big fish. And I'm like nervous fishing. And after bass fishing and understanding fish, now I strip way more aggressive and I fish, I fly fish better. And that's what I'd go back to that person on the personal side. It's like, don't, don't sleep on the drop shot. You'll be way more effective at a different way of fishing. But yeah. having this opportunity to develop all your skills and to become a more well-rounded angler, that's what I think Monster Bass is all about. But also the consumer to give them that choice of like, hey, I'm I'm fine later on. Yeah, I may work on drop shot, but right now it's frog on trucks. Yeah, so that having that chance to do that with people that i think is one of those ideas you're sitting there and you're like okay now i have five boxes mm -hmm. to fill i have a box each month but i need these backup boxes like what does that do to your brain and what does that do to distribution what does that do in your mind of like how much of a mess did you even just open up throwing that idea out there what how do you even accomplish that a lot i i created a big mess <laughs> um so so Again, I can have all the ideas in the world, but you got to have the technology that's able to do it. And when you're pumping together, you know, you're piecing together three, four or five different pieces in your tech stack. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it creates a nightmare. So I'm, I'm, we have a, actually, we have a presentation tomorrow with someone that okay. uh, hopefully can make all this happen for us. Cause I'd really yeah. like to bring it to fruition so that, you know what? If you don't want if you don't want this month's box, great. Here's here's three other options. Pick one. Right. That's cool. And that's it's funny because in the chat, people are like, "How would you do that? What's the plan for giving a choice?" And I I think this is this things is you're looking to evolve and offer a better product that's more yeah. consumer driven. At the same time, you're still doing your research. You're still going to supply these amazing boxes. You're going to have the the bait bible going to go along with it. Um, I, if I could I like for that. a moment, let's take yeah. Actually, know, before bait, you just, go any further. I, I need to acknowledge <laughs> no, a couple of things since you hijacked my show. Um, <laughs> I happened to glance over BB Raider. Uh, for anyone that wants this hat, I saw BB Raider talking about there's two new versions of this on the store right now. Um, you can use, oh, I forgot the code. Oh, there you go. If you want to buy oh. this hat um, or any hat on, on the store, you can uh, save 20%, use code LIVE24. Uh, you can get this new hat, uh, BB Raider. So I know you had talked about that. And uh, Elizabeth, you're probably right. It's probably closer to 82%. Didn't know what that word meant. But hey, what am I saying? That's, hey, All right, so, that's it. All right, so back to, back to the, we got We do have a caller, by the way. Uh, enough of that. No no selling stuff right now, okay? Stop. But we have a caller. Okay, so let's, before, you, you we're going to take, take the call. call. All right. You know what? I'm just going to answer Heather in the chat. She says, not enough information for bank anglers. I've got a pond across the street mm. that some of my focus is going to be specifically for bank anglers. I spent like eight and a half years in a kayak. I'm fishing a lot out of a boat with a buddy now. But Heather, I'm going to be the go-to bank angler. It's so fun. It's so simple. There's so many times you just drive up to a body of water. How do you pick apart a bank? So Heather, mm. I got you. But yeah, let's get the caller on and see what we got. Mm. All right. Go ahead, caller. Well, you know, from? somebody had somebody had to call in. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's people that wanted to call in, but I just totally forgot to look down at the call at the call uh, lineup. <laughs> they're probably they're calling and hanging up, and it's all right. So, what's up, D-Rex? What's what's new in your world? Oh, not much. I've been uh, fishing my box like you told me to. Uh, I've actually caught something on everything. 
but it's just the wrong time of the year for top waters. I haven't caught anything with that. Was Hellraiser? Yeah. You, so, you catch a Hellraiser yeah, fish right. right now. Yeah, you, that's if you if you find a Hellraiser fish, that's a really pissed off fish to come up and eat off the top right now. Something's something's wrong. So what we got to get a right. question for Rick. Like, what do you got deep down inside? You've always wanted to ask Rick. Put him on the spot. Now's your chance. Uh, well, my main question for Rick is, you know, I, I know you have been around the fishing community quite a bit and you go to all the shows and everything, but. Until you truly start going out and fishing, can you truly understand the tackle? So I would like to know when you're going to start fishing more. Oh, putting them on the spot. If I'm being honest with you, T-Rex, so this morning, I can't even believe this. It's so serendipitous. This morning, I thought to myself, I need to get out and go fishing. And I wondered, to, I wondered, how far is it to Bass Lake? And maybe Rafi and I should just go to Bass Lake for the night and then drive up to T-Rex's house and go fishing with him. And now here you are calling me and asking me when I'm going to go fishing. It sounds to me more like an invitation. These guys just and, made a fishing date. Yeah, and, and, bring the and, snack, plan it. Yeah. yeah. Done. Well, I, I know hey, we were planning on getting together and going up and seeing Chris and all of us getting on the uh, pontoon or houseboat or whatever you want to call it and doing some fishing up in his neck of the woods. But, uh, yeah, I'd take you over to Pine Flat or Millerton Lake or Pine Flat's been on fire right now. Let's, right, let's, get the, let, I'll tell you get what. Get the calendar. Get I'll the calendar out. No, no, Rafi's not here. <laughs> We're, hold on a second. We're going to commit no, Rafi can't make decisions. His wife's out of the country. <laughs> yeah, you can't ask him right now. The we're gonna commit within we're gonna commit within two weeks. All right. Love well, it. I'm off on the weekend, so I know you are. And how far of a drive are you again? Nothing, right? Um it took me about just over three hours to get to your house. It's great. Rafi's uh, got a brand new yeah, the road, yeah. road trip and the new rig. Yeah, Rafi's awesome. got this car that gets amazing gas mileage. We'll take that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Done. Put him on the spot. See, Rick's going yeah, fishing. Well, you're getting well, your, your hey, question. Well, that was the easiest question. I challenge all of you guys at home watching this to call in and ask me something difficult. I don't think you can. That was easy. Yeah. Have a simple. Yeah. Like fishing with guys, fun. Get on and buy those right. hats because they're awesome. Which hats? I, I oh, yeah. The hat that you have on. I already ordered three of them. I know. You were like, you were like, hey, when are they going to be online? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe next week. And then I was like, right, I guess I could go do it right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting since we come down there. Yeah. That's awesome. So, well, hey, and, thanks uh, for calling in. I love that. Anything else? I take off? Yeah, what, yeah, what do you got? Yeah, one, one more thing before I take off. Mm. When are we going to get the Rafi socks? Because I believe yeah, I, that Rafi socks will help you catch bigger fish. I believe that too. Yeah, we'll get a picture from Rafi. I'll make some Rafi socks this, hopefully this week when he, he just needs to take the sel the right selfie is what we're looking for. We'll pair him up with maybe a Monster Bass bait on the other side of the sock to give you good luck. So we'll get the Rafi socks going. It'll be fun. Sounds like a plan to me. 
All right, fellas. You guys have a nice evening, and uh, I'll be seeing you. All right, man. Thanks, T-Rex. There you go. See, back to fishing. I, it's funny because that whole pressure of fishing more versus making sure there's the right baits in the box. And it's funny, the chat's going off about the time it's taken for UPS to ship and the worries of running a business are really what keep you from having the free time to fish. And I think that's that whole piece, the understanding pretty cool that you put together the ambassador program to have people sharing their fishing experiences understanding the whole piece of like the captain on a boat is not the person doing all the pieces you know it's like it's not really necessary if everybody that you get together in this business can do the part Mm -hmm. give me a little insight when you're working with ambassadors because i think people always ask and there's a person like hey i could be a bank fisherman i could review the box What's that been like dealing with people through social media? That's how you met my wife and myself. How, how rewarding has that been? I think is one question, but how, what's the value you put on that in your business with exposure and sharing and teaching people? Tell me a little bit about you and social media ambassadors. Yeah. Um, I've met some amazing people. Like, I mean, take yourself. I like, you know, it's, it's, it's so like, it's so interesting, the people that you meet, because you start to feel like they're your neighbor that you talk to all the time. Like, I mean, I think about people like Robbie Mendez, who, you know, finally one year we met up at, at ICAST, and it was like, I've been talking to this guy for five years. And catches the biggest fish oh ever, Oh, my right? God, he's the worst. He's <laughs> the, the hated, worst. Right? I hate him. I oh, hate him like, so much. He catches oh, just my a PB. Nine pounder in Florida. My, yeah. There's my PB again. <laughs> yeah, crazy. No, so getting to meet so many people has been really um, impactful, and and I've made some really good friends from it. Uh, it's hard because you know that's an addition that could be an additional forty people that have your phone number that right. want to call you and like talk to you on a regular basis, and. Uh, and it's hard because I want to give people my time, but at the same time, I do have to run a business and then I still have to have like personal life. So it's been difficult, but it's been rewarding because I mean, I think of people like, I could use T-Rex as an example. I could use BB Raider as a really good example. Like, like BB Raider bleeds monster bass and, and he doesn't get paid, um, but he, he, he represents the brand because he believes in the product. And it's different right. than someone that just wants a $10 discount every month and so that they can say that they're in the pro staff. Like, if BB Raider, if I find out BB Raider snaps a rod, I'm going to go send him another one, right? right. Or if he calls yeah. up and says, hey, my school has this, I'll be like, yeah, what do you need me to donate? I'll donate whatever you need. Um, because I do think that, like, you know, it, it's it's important to, to, to pay it back. Where the challenge lies is when... You know, you've got people that are, eh, it's almost impossible to make everybody happy, right? Okay. Like, no, and that's, I, I see that as well yeah. from our business perspective. And I give a person a pair of socks even, and yeah. they're wearing them and they catch a fish. And if I don't see it, how do you keep track of all the messages, the tags, all these? And that's, it's one thing I wanted to touch on. If somebody sees a show like this and understand like, oh, I want to be an influencer. I want to mm-hmm. be sponsored just stay connected, stay connected to the brand. I'll, I'll give some insight on my end. It's like connected with monster bass. If you believe in the product, like a BB Raider, it's not, it's not the bait you believe in. It's 
we believe in what you've brought to the table, the education value, the new baits each month. We have faith that you're going to source the right products. You're going to be building baits and listening to customer feedback of even just the, the crowdsourcing of the names. That's fun. Yeah. And we're part of this journey of Monster Bass as consumers, but also if you want to be related to Rick and be part of the family, I think that's a thing. It's just constantly get on social media, message people, tag, make it part of your life, wearing the gear, buying the hats. I think that's just part of like them showing their support to you and in return there's reciprocation. You end up supporting them. So that's just a tad bit of like education for people like sponsor me ideas. It's more they're like making an investment in someone. And and even when you give someone a discount, it's like, oh, all they did is give me a discount. Well, yeah, they took money out of their pocket basically and gave you a discount. They're not making as much money and life is expensive. So I think that's a value. Can you tell me what's been the hardest part? Do, can you pinpoint the biggest struggle of Monster Bass? Do you have something that's like the, the thorn in the side of running this? Because I know we've only got like... 15 minutes or so what's what's the hardest part that keeps you up at night about running monster bass well um i didn't raise 53 million dollars to start this company it's <laughs> good and yeah. um so, so explain that i know and, and no yeah. names needed crowdsourcing funding asking other people which is a craziest thing in this capitalistic world that we do it's about raising capital and yeah. it's it's way better if you go and get a loan if people, the things i've learned about life have been so important in the last few years about having the government shut down businesses getting a loan to start a business is one way and you're already setting yourself up to kind of fail going public and raising capital and mm -hmm. using someone else's money is how capitalism works and that's the stock market and understanding sure. that is a whole big that's a whole nother show but you mentioned other bait boxes yeah have raised 53 million dollars as seed money for them to play with and to invest and to build yeah so keep going because i think that's just to mention that as a gloss over you've done this from your own money you've done this from your own success you invested in monster bass but but keep sharing yeah, I mean, thankfully, I mean, I didn't do it all on my own. I did, I did raise uh, a half million dollars, and then I put in a bunch of money of my own. And the scariest part about that whole thing is your goal is to spend all that money, and uh, you know, we spent all that money to build this. And there are months where, like, you know, you, you're, you're like at the very beginning where you're like. I, it's so weird. Like the plan says we're going to lose $50,000 and we're going to do this for four months in a row or whatever. And, and, you know, you've got to stay the course and believe and, and stay true. Right? right. And then, you know, at some point you start to come out to the other side and you can continue to grow at a, at a, you know, at a, at a slow, steady pace and build a nice, right. you know, a, a nice little business. But you're, you'll never be able to deliver on the value prop that you're trying to deliver on unless you can either acquire capital uh, right. to, to, to bring some of those ideas to life. Um, and so one of the things we've been talking about recently is, and I kind of floated this a long time ago, was the idea of potentially um, looking at crowdfunding and things like that to see if that might be uh, an opportunity. Yeah. And I think it's, it's 
you the segue to talk about the support of others. It's fun to, to just glance at the chat. It's on the side of my screen. It's kind of hard to read. Our our ambassadors, our friends, our yeah. people that are on live are talking about they're encouraging each other to wear the Monster Bash shirts and how that helps in a, a tackle shop. It's pretty crazy that you're running a business talking about crowdsourcing. The folks that are in the chat want to see Monster Bash succeed. And I think that's that piece of like, I can't wait to get my box next month. I don't even know what you've done for the box. We haven't even asked about that. I don't know. It's going to be fun to get the box, whether I take the baits and I go specifically to use them myself. I pass them on to some mm -hmm. kid I see at the boat ramp. It's just such an important part of my life to have this monster bass. And it's, it's like as a grown adult to get this little, you know, I got this fun little box that comes. It's going to help me be an angler, but it's part of my life. Obviously, that's what's going on with the people that are in the chat. They want to see Monster Best. So if you did that, give me, because I know we're running out of time. What is the three to five year vision? Where? What's your goal? Do you have something that you're looking? Legacy brands, they're huge. They're big. What's the Monster Bass blue sky that Rick dreams about when you're doing your breath work? I mean, you know, we, uh, back in October, I was meditating and I thought to myself that I needed to, um, in order for this to all come together, I needed to manifest uh, a legacy brand or two, um, a content site that I could feed content out that would like drive lots of traffic. And the box would sort of, in Monster Bash, would kind of be a, a, a focal point, but not the only focal point. Um, to the way that it is today. Um, because I feel like if I can bring all those three things in and have them working in unison together alongside of, you know, Monster Bass is a box and a teaching tool and, and then our line of baits, um, I think that we can really just bring home this, this driving, a, building a community that is passionate about the outdoors and, and fishing and really create these programs that help you learn how to become a better angler so that like instead of just the little bible the bible that comes in the box right like wow. let's give you it's almost like this little certification program where here here's your drop shot box and here's the five six seven things you got to do and when you're done you log it you you know there's a bit of a gamification to it. And, you know, once yeah. you've seen I'm telling you, know, you that way, bring out the merit, we got merit badge. So like I get my, yeah. uh, my drop shot merit badge button. I got yeah. like the patches we put on the monster bass hatch with a little pin, like, Oh, I'm good at top water. Now I right. Texas rig. Like that's the fun stuff of like having people come along the journey to better their fishing experience, to learn things. Cause mm. when they learn, they get to pass it on. My favorite pieces of all this is when you're working the show. And a person calls in and said, I, I got the box. I took my son fishing. We had a great day together as a family. And it was because of they were connected to Monster Bass. Yeah, Seriously? What, what do you want out of life better than that? Yeah. In a business setting. So how do like, I mean, I don't know how much further we want to go. It sounds like you're, you're embarking upon it. Is there the, what's the next step so to, to maybe tighten down the focus of what our followers and people that are involved in monster bass what's the next piece what's the next layer of monster bass uh we're, we're going to uh really focus on the uh the customer portal and making sure you have the ability to log in whether you want to change your change your program skip the box cancel uh top up your box and add things to it 
you know, one of the things that one of the things I've always tried to do is like, you know, people think like that we're just, you know, we're sale, 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 sale. I mean, a lot of that's true, but that's also it's part of yeah. it's part of my giving back, right? Like, if I can buy loose rods, right, at a really sweet deal because they're, you know, some they're they're you know they're dumping excess inventory, and I can buy loose rods and sell them to you guys at buy one get one free. Great, I'm going to do that all day long because I want to give back right. to my subscribers and my community. It's not that I want to be some low cost, you know, discount brand. That's not what it is. It's all about me giving back. That's why, like, you know, on the Monster Bash baits, like, I don't discount my own baits. Um, yeah. I used to, but we don't anymore because I, I want to make it really clear that this isn't about being a discount brand. This is about giving back. Um, and so I think we're going to see more of that. I think we're going to see some investment in technology that's going to um, gamify the box so that there's, you know, the adventures, the sort of create your own adventures. I think there'll be some technology that accompanies it as well as, you know, in-box um, uh, pieces that support it. That's awesome. No, it's, yeah, filling in the story, that's a whole thing, uh, artificial intelligence, and everyone gets so worried about it. It's like it's when you're typing in your phone and it's picking the next word for you. That's really all that's going on, and we feed yeah. that information. And, hey, if, if you knew next week the kind of baits that I know, I didn't know I needed when I was going to that lake, it's it's so fun to know that you're working with some of the best anglers in the world regionally and they mm -hmm. know what's going to happen with the season. It's fun to just think of like this first time bass angler and they're like, Oh, I want to go fishing now. And it's January yeah. and they have no idea that the spawns coming up the pre spawn and some of the biggest chances of these fat fish coming up and feeding that could have their chance to catch their best fish. And they have no idea the cycle of life of a bass, but that's the stuff that gets me super excited to share with people. And, and I know that's, something that you get excited i i do have a beat rick whole questionnaire but i don't think we're gonna be able to get to that i don't know if somebody's we've calling got, it we've at got, all. We, we've got we've had people hanging up <laughs> so we got to take this so, next call and whoever it, is calling it. in from nebraska let's call back because i'm sorry i totally forgot. sorry we, yeah, we we got we were we were focused we're having fun over here hello sir hey hey guys how's it going <clears throat> you know who this is well i i do but everyone else doesn't <laughs> Marty the party. Uh, uh, Marty, the one-man party. Marty Let's go. Party. Rip and lift with Marty Lawson. Cheers. Hey, uh, so earlier in the chat, uh, I was watching, and there's a gentleman named uh, Billy McFadden, and he actually called and talked to Bethany, and he had to um, suspend his subscription. He's got three different types of skin cancer, and he's been having a hard time of it. So... Uh, what I wanted to do is uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to purchase this January Z-Man takeover box for him personally. Wow. Uh, he's part of the family. Uh, I think it's just the right thing to do. Um, you know, when we see things like that happen, we, we all have, we all think, have things happen in our lives that, uh, that sometimes we just need help. And I'll tell you what, uh, speaking of help, I can tell you, that uh, Monster Bass, uh, the folks and the family of Monster Bass really helped me out uh, when my wife was having some serious, serious medical issues. And I appreciate the Monster Bass family wholeheartedly. Um, it, it's just been a great group of people. The support from Monster Bass has been great. You know, I do the Monster Bass Cares and we support the veterans and first responders. And, you know, 
I went to the uh, Richmond Fishing Expo here in Virginia just this past weekend, and I wore my monster bass gear, and uh, I actually did a live with one of the guys that you had on the show, Thomas Aarons from our local area. Uh, we did a live, and I talked about monster bass and monster bass pairs and the lures and the rods and things like that. So, you know, anytime we can talk to people about monster bass and get them involved in this family, I'm all for it. And, awesome. you know, it, noticing in the chat a couple of things is, is like the shipping. I mean, shipping is horrendous everywhere. I see sometimes that my monster bass box gets delivered to my local post office and it takes 10 days to go from the local post office to my mailbox, which is just incredible. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, the shipping is not a monster bass issue. I think it is an issue with all the shipping companies in the United States right now. It's really hard, but, uh, listen, I just wanted to give a shout out, Rick, uh, what you've done for me and and enabled me to be the veteran ambassador for Monster Bass Pairs and getting out there and talking to people about Monster Bass and showing the support from Monster Bass is just amazing. So people can people can bitch and moan about anything under the sun, but I'll tell you what, no one is going to bitch and moan about Monster Bass because what you're doing is the right thing. And I thank you so much. Thank you, Marty. That's all I got. Thank you, Marty. That's a lot. That's that's yeah, not yeah, that. You're you're. Well, thank you for what you're doing. That that offer, even just to buy that box, that's huge. That that connection to other human beings. You're a stud. That's awesome for what you do for Monster Bass Cares and other yeah, people. You're the you're the right kind of person to have in the family. Thank you. Well, it's just what we need to do. Yeah. And if you can do it, you do it. You know, some people can't. I fortunately have the ability that I can. So I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you, Marty. Have a and good night, guys. Hold on, Marty. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I appreciate you a lot. And uh, you know, while I was being interrogated, and this show was being taken over by Chris. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, I wasn't able to see all this going on in the chat, but I would like to take a moment to address uh, the shipping for a second. So. Don't, hey, don't ruin the show, okay? We're warm and fuzzy. People are saying this is warmer <laughs> than yoga pants. They're having a good time, but go ahead. All right, I'll allow, I'll allow it for see, one see, second. See what, see, what he's doing, <laughs> see what he's doing to me, Marty? Don't ruin so, the show. So we got, it's it. kumbaya oh, moment oh, and shipping oh. is a nightmare, but go ahead. Yeah, and so, um, and so I heard everybody uh, that took the time to write in and what I wanted to say was that starting in February, uh, we will no longer be shipping with DHL. Um, we're gonna start. We're not gonna start shipping in Jan or in February on the first. We're gonna start on the fifth. I'm gonna send out a communication, to everyone. But we're gonna switch to uh, FedEx, and then we're gonna implement something where if you want to pick a different option for shipping, you can. And if ultimately, you know, we're investigating something where if ultimately you decide you want to uh, expedite it and get it overnight and you want to pay for it, we'll do that too. Um, but uh, yep. we're, we're going to do the best that we can to get the boxes to you guys as fast as possible. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is everyone needs to understand that 
you know, like I said about my local post office, it's, it's all around the country right now. And it is, it's not fun for anybody. You know, you send a birthday card to someone, you better send it two weeks ahead of their birthday. Otherwise, so, you know, it is what it is. We all have to deal with it. I got my box. uh, What's today? Today is Wednesday. I got my box Monday. And I'll tell you, another thing I want to do is give a shout out to your customer support. Bethany and the whole crew there, they answer emails in a timely fashion. They're always willing to help out and support. So your customer service team is top notch, and I appreciate all of them also. So please, yeah. when you see them, give them a shout out, Rick, please. Thank you. You're very, you're very welcome. You want to see me get fired up? It's when some, when I when I see on Facebook when someone says my customer service sucks. I'm like, well, hold on uh, a second. Oh, don't, yeah, don't and they're like, the oh, they Look. never respond. I'm like, trust me, I know they respond. Like, there's no question. That's Listen, a fact. yeah, it might take us a little while after yeah. a weekend, but we're gonna respond to every ticket. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I could turn around and text you a Rafi, but I hey. Customer service answers me back faster than you and Rafi do. Well, I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Marty. All right. We're going to wrap. Hey, guys. Have a good night. So, Rick, I want to, I think I want to wrap this up since this is my show. And Marty, Marty gave us a segue into the mail system. And that's where you started in the mail truck with the family. And I think like going on this whole journey, I love to do shows like this. Like I love to, to host this idea of we got to meet little Rick and he had this mind altering experience with Frank Lloyd Wright, but really the parental involvement and being teachers and expanding all these things that you did, you became the person that you are now on purpose. And there were really things that happened in your life that make you a better business person, a better friend, the community, the involvement with family. It's all right here. When you listen to the people in the chat, if you can read that, if people go back and that it's, You've created a family out of a business and you've you've done fantastic it may have been a little bit more directed now like people are like go fish more it's like hey rick's got his daily planner and priorities but at the same time you're listening to him like hey maybe i'm gonna go fish some more we're gonna come up and do some fish camps with chris it's been awesome i mean tonight's yeah. been super fun to get to know where you came from the ideas of what you got going in the future uh, it's been a pleasure being involved with monster bass this is super fun for me to just hang out here every wednesday I got to ask the final words of wisdom. And I think you've got a ton, but I'll give you a couple seconds. Like business people starting out, you got these bait manufacturers and bait builders that may not get some money. We talked about that earlier, but I know you've got some wisdom you can pass with people of of figuring out their life and navigating. Some people might be going through some relationship breakups and, and you've shown us that there's a different alternative way to do that and dealing with families and divorces and separations. What piece of information can you give to kind of close down our show to, to shed some light on folks, whether they're in the fishing industry or not? What can you share that you've learned from this journey to this point with being the person behind the Monster Bass family? And I'll let you close it down. Hey, by the way, you get the show back. It's your show now. But but if you could close it with that piece of information, I think that'd be great. Are you giving me the Scoutmaster Minute? You, you, this is the wow. you, wow. bam, you <laughs> close um, the meeting down. That's the kumbaya time. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. I'm, uh, there's so many different things. I mean, I would start with, um, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. I mean, at the end of the day, you're no good to anyone else. 
if you're not good. And so you need to be the healthiest, best version of you that you can. And when you show up for yourself, you'll be able to show up for other people. Um, and then actually, here, here's, here, here's another one. And, and this actually is, was my Scoutmaster Minute like about a month ago. Um, don't half-ass it. Don't half-ass anything. Little, big, it doesn't matter. If you make the decision to do something and uh, you're going to do it, don't half-ass it. Because win, lose, or draw, if you give it everything, you'll never have to sit there and wonder what if, right? You'll never have to wonder because wondering is what's going to keep me up at night. If I didn't show up, and give it everything, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, could I have, could I, what could have happened? No. You give it everything, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. You'll never wonder. That's it. I, yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate you allowing me to steal the show. Uh, I appreciate it's you stealing blast. the show. I, mean, I kind of liked it. No, it was super fun. I mean, I, I love it. I like to talk. I, I love the journey of learning about fishing. But more importantly, I love the journey about learning about people and learning more about you. Is, it's been a pleasure. So appreciate that. Thanks for sharing. The folks that call in, that message us, the Monster Best family, thank you folks, because really we're all in this together. I mean, it's life. It's messy. It's weird. It's crazy out there. But in the back end, we got fishing to bring us all together. So it's pretty awesome. So, hey, um, thank you. It was a good night. Yeah, it was great. Thank you Stewart so much. Stuart again. Maybe Rafi could join us. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, yeah we'll, maybe. Uh, let's, let's do and this again in a week. Yeah, and, and uh, happy early birthday for uh, Caro and uh, Big Rich. I happen to catch that out of the corner of my eye. I love it. All right. Well, uh, hey, no hang no hang-ups. I think the flow the flow was good. It was nice. Yeah. It's a success. So uh, what do you say we, we do this again next Wednesday? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Done. All right. All right, guys. Have a good night. We'll see you.